Well, 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 hello again, my friends. E.K. the Writing Elk here with yet another episode of the story, the Poetic Justice Story. We are featuring excerpts from our latest book called Poetic Justice Cold, a collection of short stories and poems of the times. Poetic Justice Cold. A collection of short stories and the poems of the times by E. Lloyd Kelly. Now, since we have already featured a couple of pieces of short stories, and because the book is a collection of stories and poetry, we are going to be focusing today on a poem or two from the book. So, today we are going to give you a piece of poetry called grandfather's hand an ode to my ancestors your dads too and moms and it goes something like this grandfather's hand well 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 hello again my friends ek the writing elk here with yet another episode of the story the Poetic Justice Story. We are featuring excerpts from our latest book called Poetic Justice Cold, a collection of short stories and poems of the times. Poetic Justice Cold, a collection of short stories and poems of the times by E. Lloyd Kelly. Now, since we have already featured a couple of pieces of short stories, and because the book is a collection of stories and poetry, we are going to be focusing today on a poem or two from the book. So, today we are going to give you a piece of poetry called Grandfather's Hand, an ode to my ancestors, your dads too, and moms. And it goes something like this. Grandfather's hand. I see the years logged in colors, rich calypso paint in dynamic shades, which marks the timeline there and the building blocks of how houses were then made. With the hammer in his right hand, bring out the shovel and bring out the spade. Where grandpa works to build his own house, and farmed the delta lands out on the glade. He gathered and brought the money home, never gave his to the bank, then go ask for a loan. Twas grandpa's hands that laid the foundation, he even used the cornerstone. Grandpa was mighty with the hammer, cuts the wood and plows the ground. A marvel of a man was my grandfather, the greenness of youth yet set in his bones. Grandma made baby then, and the family prospered and grew. Year after year they came along, so Grandpa had it yet another row. Rows of blocks, that is. They mount up high, just like a steer. He bought them as the money comes available, and stored them in the backyard out there. He had the rooms as we would have the need for them. A room for Marty, one for Jack, and another for Ben. One more room had it as each child appears. One for each of them, and then for those children of theirs. 
In the sixth generation, the ceiling was set. Grandpa is still here. He has not moved on yet. Fifty years later and the picket fence is now up. Grandpa downs the morning with a satisfied sup. Satisfied in knowing he has got it all wrapped up as he drinks the hot coffee out of his favorite cup. Screaming whispers are so loud now that one can scarcely even see the way things are turning out from the way they used to be. Marty's home, which he has just bought in town, is yet to cover his weary sleep. Makes my grandfather wants to holler. Makes him surely want to weep. It's hardly any bigger than one of these rooms. Grandpa was to have lament at the little mushroom on which his son had so much good money spent. But Marty is content. Said small is the way now to go. And since the dinosaurs are already gone, Big is surely not cool anymore. Grandpa laments this too and shakes his weary head. It's their world now he consoles himself. My time is over. I'm almost dead. But what ways are these for a man to live? I'd much rather to hop and go than to live and work all my life just to pay back debts I owe. I must go and lie down now. I have got to take my rest. I have had some great living in my time. I have done for them my very best. But if I had it all to do again, which of these life would I even choose? I'd build my own house all over again. And I'd just as gladly grow my own food. I thank you. Hey, like what you're hearing? Good, I'm liking it too. You might want to consider purchasing a copy of the book so that you won't miss a thing. Poetic Justice Code, a collection of short stories and poems of the times. It's on Amazon. Go take a look. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Now, let's get back to the pack, Jack. Now, here is another poem called Questions for the Production Line Baby Generation. And it goes something like this. Did you not know that that's how the thing goes? Did you not know? Did you not know that you are planted where the farmer wants you to grow? And that he will pluck you up when the reaping gets slow? Did you not know this little one? Did you not know? He has fought wars and conquered nations, handed over lesser people to starvation. Whilst he walked away with wealth which once to you belongs and claimed it all for his 90th son's generation. Did you not know this, you simple one? Did you not know? But what else did you expect? What did you hope to get? If you despise your forefather's land and give it all up to go serve another man, would that man then respect your stance and regard you as part of his clan with an equal share in his master plan? Would he, little one? Would he? There they are, busy, very busy, debating truth and amending laws, pledging loyalty to other entities, 
swearing themselves into secrecy to some other someones who didn't give them the key of the entry into the newfound power which they now wield in your name. Did you not know this? Did you not know? Did it ever occur to you that someone somewhere is trying to make a waste of you? He sat around, put a value on your word, decide if and when you should or should not give birth, or he even be dead. Did you not know this, little one? Did you not know? If you get your education in the other guy's school, his scientist and techniques formulates the rules, or appoints leaders to yourselves who answers to someone else, wouldn't your destiny be wrapped up in that other someone's instead of in your own hands? Wouldn't that be all the thing free? What if you should know that what's happening now in the laws and customs to which you bow? We are doing wrong in the name of rights with scant regards for what's really right is what they do and that it's all designed to make a waste of you. But if you reject the God you knew and honors another for the things he does and do, then call him up when men pursue, would he then turn and rescue you? Would he, Mr. T? Would he? From primitive tools to shame and ridicule has all crafts which falls in between. Is it not fair game for that someone if he's hell-bent on doing you in? Because he thinks there's too much of you and much too much of your kinds too? Once he has got the numbers down to more manageable and sustainable knobs, will he not threaten with the wrath of God in the laws he crafts to bring you back in numbers that will serve him through and not make him to feel afraid of you? Wouldn't he? Did you not know, did you not realize that there's a seed of life placed inside from the tree of life it's yours to protect and bring to life if you are to be next and to be counted amongst those who survive and live and thrive? If men will give the right to you, to do those things which you should not do. Would it not be very telling to just what he really thinks of you? And couldn't he be preparing to to waste and plunder you? Couldn't he? Well, couldn't he? I thank you. That's it for today, my friends. Thank you for lending me your ear chime again. Come join us next time when we shall bring you yet another episode of this story. Until then, I remain your very best of friend, E.K., the writing help, and I am out. Just here writing love letters to my beloved black brothers. I thank you.